Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Heavyweight Podcast. In one corner, standing at six foot three, two hundred ninety pounds of solid chicken wings, Dustin Urban. And this corner at six foot seven, two hundred eighty pounds, the one, the only, Big Daddy Nick Klein. Well, welcome back, everybody, to episode 10 of the Heavyweights Podcast. Before we get into everything, I'd just like to thank all the listeners out there. We just passed, finally, 1,000 listens. I know we're just now getting into our 10th episode. That's nothing crazy compared to some of the other podcasts out there. But to us, we really appreciate everybody taking the time out of their day, whether it be 5 to 10 minutes of each episode or the whole episode. This episode, though, however, is going to be a little different. Obviously, we're from Indiana. We're here. Outside of Indianapolis, we're on lockdown for the state as of tonight at 11.59. So technically, Urban, you probably shouldn't even be over here recording. You can't stop greatness. No, you can't. But this whole, you know, the Olympics are getting pushed back to coronavirus. We wanted to see how it was going to affect the NFL. We weren't sure if it was going to wait this long. But the head physicians of the NFL last night basically announced they're done doing combine physicals, re-physicals, physicals for any free agents left or any meetings with teams for physicals. They're going to focus on the coronavirus pandemic and everything, which they should. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. (laughs) It worries me, though. What is that exactly going to do to the draft? You have so many. A lot of medical players that weren't invited. The players that weren't invited to the combine that still needed it. You have pro days that aren't going to happen now. So the draft, as of right now, is still going to start. But I can guarantee right now, it looks at this point, we're not going to have rookie mini camps. And we might not have OTAs at this point. Yeah. And. Back to the draft, though, like, if you were a healthy player throughout your college career, a relatively healthy player, this could move you up farther than maybe some guys that has injury history that can't get looked into. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works. Yeah, we have film on everybody. You have that, but you... All these interviews are going to go over conference calls, basically over iPads and stuff like that. It's... Obviously, this is going to be something we're going to update every week, and I'd rather start about this than the XFL. So Right, we can't even get into that because – and even if we wanted to, the only thing we could cover is the MVP of the league has signed with the Panthers. So. Yeah, and I saw Jordan Tamu sign with the Chiefs. Uh, yeah. Defensive end signed with somebody today. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Philip Walker or P.J. Walker, whatever you want to call him, was a sought after. I mean, he got a two-year deal. I think he got a $25,000 workout bonus added on last year or to next year's deal and then $150,000 signed. He got up to like $2 million with yeah. the whole deal, so good for him. Good good for him. All right, so we're going to go in. We covered the free agents last week. We've got some big names left still that haven't signed anywhere. We're going to start off with the biggest one. He was released by the Panthers today. They gave the Panthers $2 million in dead cap. They released Cam Newton. It was reported today by Ian Rappaport and Scheffner. Rapport came out with, they tried making a trade to the Chargers and Bears. Neither one of them really wanted him. Smart move by them, really. But the Bears gave up a fourth-round pick. Why the fuck wouldn't they give that up to Cam Newton? I'm saying, I don't know what they were offering before that. They went ahead and got Nick Foles. But smart move on the Chargers' part to not trade for him when you can get him for free now. Not for free, but... So top three landing spots for Cam Newton. We'll kind of start there. Then where do you expect him to go? And do you expect him to start or just be a backup until someone gets hurt? See, I'd love him at the Chargers personally. That would be a good spot for him. But you got to think he's going to beat out Tyrod Taylor. A hundred percent. I know that doesn't worry me. As long as he's healthy, I. We had the the his own physical done in Atlanta. Right. I'm just saying. Back as, long as, reportedly. as long as everything's good with him, he would beat out Tyrod Taylor. He could go into New England. Now, him and Bill Belichick would never work, so I don't think that would be a good spot for him. But 
he he would beat out any of those quarterbacks. If Bill as thinks well. he's a quarterback whisperer, he's by far the best one on the market. Right, especially for what they got going in that yeah. building. And then me, the dark horse team that I would pick would be the Dolphins for a one year deal. I mean, you you expect them to take Tua Tagovailoa probably, or a quarterback with that first fifth overall, their fifth overall pick, their first one in the first round. You really see them doing that when they're bringing back. Uh, I mean, I would obviously get rid of Fitzpatrick there and go with Cam Newton. I, I just don't see that one. I wouldn't mind it, but when you're, you're already, sitting to I mean, if you're smart. Yeah. I mean, Cam, to me, is still the potential to be a top 10 starter in this league, top top seven, top eight. I would love him in, in L.A. with the Chargers. He just seems like an L.A. guy. Like, the way he dresses, the way – I'm not, I'm not saying he's from L.A. because he's from the South, but he would fit in in L.A., the culture of L.A., better than a lot of quarterbacks. I guess my dark – if we're going to pick a dark horse team for all these forget I'm going to – man, it's hard. Cam, I love him to death. I mean, you're talking about an MVP, the former MVP of the league. Just two years ago, had another great season. Jacksonville, they let Foles yeah. go. They've got – they're going to go with Minshew Mania, but, I mean, do we really think he's the answer at this point? I mean, I don't, but he's... I a, would love to see him in Jacksonville. I don't blame Jacksonville for going with Minshew over Foles, though. I, I mean... Yeah, and if he signs with anywhere else, I mean, he could probably go to Las Vegas and sign as a backup just in case Carr gets hurt. Yeah, but they already got uh, Mariota, so... That's true. Probably wouldn't be looking to pay, you know... It's, it's a tough spot. I've seen a couple people going nuts online saying the Colts should cut Jacoby and sign him automatic or automatically. Like, I, I wouldn't do that. That's, There's no need. They're going to they're gonna ride the, the Phillip Rivers train this year. All I'm saying is you bring Cam in with Phillip Rivers, and that would be one hell of a quarterback battle. I know who would win it probably, but just because he's more comfortable in Frank Reich's offense. But if Cam's healthy – He's a better player than Philip Rivers. Yeah, I'm all for that. Let's move on to the next guy. We got Jadavion Clowney still in the market. He's reportedly wanting $20 million plus a year. He's not getting it. He wants to be the highest paid, one of the highest paid defensive ends. I'd be cool with that if this dude could stay healthy and was an elite pass rusher because he is one of the better DNs in the league against the run, if not the best. I mean, he what, played 13 games this year, only had three sacks. I mean, he does make impact plays, but the pass rush just isn't there for $20 million. Yeah. It looks like he's probably going to go back to Seattle, but it, what I would like to see is what teams are offering. I know the Jets had offered him, and he turned that down. They probably only offered him sixteen or seventeen million a year. See, that'd be around the number that I would. Be, I would be okay with fifteen. I'd if, be great for that. Come, to the, come to the Colts on a two-year deal, fifteen twenty million. guaranteed. Yeah, you know, something like that. You could make up to forty million, maybe, if you with incentives. Right. I, I think that'd be a great deal. But I mean, I, I I think right now he's going back to Seattle. My dark horse for this one will be the Indianapolis Colts. They've still got some money in free agency. That would show up the D line. I mean, you'd have a stout front there with DeForest Buckner, and there wouldn't be too many getting down on you. Yeah, you'd be really good. You want to start off with the next guy? Yeah. Then we got Rashard Perryman. No, no, not anymore. I I did this this morning. He just signed with a one year deal with the New York Jets. Oh, well, he did sign with the Jets. That's probably their best. Off-season move so far. Not really saying much there. But, no, I get it. Uh, then we got Jameis Winston. He's still available. He's going to get a backup spot yeah, somewhere at this point. There's, there's not many open spots. But where do you like him? That's what I don't understand. I liked him with the Chargers before Cam Newton became available. So, <laughs> I, I don't. 
Ah, man. Take your pick. He's going to be a backup somewhere. Maybe you go sit behind Big Ben. And, you know, they kind of have a sort of similar game. They both like to check it. And, uh, I mean. Big Ben doesn't turn it over nearly as much as No, no, but. I wouldn't mind that. Maybe a Seattle, too. As a backup. Go sit, go sit behind. With no chance of playing there, though. Russell right, never gets right. hurt. What about, I guess we didn't talk about this earlier with, with Cam. What about Denver? The Broncos said they're all in on Drew Locke. I mean, you liked a little bit from what you saw with him last year. Didn't he, he go 6-0 to end the year? I don't think so. It was either 4-0 or 6-0. But here's the thing. If he's not the answer and he struggles to start the year, why not have your you have a proven backup right, right there. They let Flacco go. I could care less. Smart move. Yeah. I mean, you had to move on from him at that point, but Jameis will get a backup spot. I just don't know where. Then you've got Logan Ryan still available. Me, I teams that need a, a decent slot corner, I know he's not what he was even two or three years ago. He could be in play at the Colts because the Colts let Pierre Desir. They released him over the weekend out of nowhere, which I know surprised a lot of Colts fans. He was one of the better slot corners in the league. He signed an extension starting right before the 2019 season. You've got teams that probably want to take the next step that just want to solidify their secondary. Philly, but they just got Darius Slay, so I'm out on there. Minnesota, for me, would probably be a good spot for Logan Ryan right now because they just they were just depleted in the secondary, and you, you saw that going into yeah, the playoffs be, last year. He'd be a good veteran to bring in there for them. Okay. Then we got Jason Peters. He's still available to tackle out of uh, Philadelphia. He's 38, 10 holding calls last year, but he's still a solid left tackle. Any team that needs it, the Browns should bend over backwards to try to get him. Is Conklin a right tackle? Yeah, Conklin's okay. a right tackle. So get him and Jason Peters for one, two years maybe. Yeah. So here's the thing with Cleveland though. A lot of people have them taken. We're going to do our mock drafts here in a little bit. How much money do they have left anyways? <sighs> they've got enough to sign them. I think they've still got over, a little over $40 million. The thing with that is do they plan on taking their future left tackle in that first round pick? Yeah, I can and you see don't, that. And so you already have your right tackle slot. The Jets would be a decent option. I know they're going to look at that as well. San Francisco could use a, a sixth Offensive linemen going into next year just in case something happens to one of their tackles. I know they got Mike McGlinchey. I don't know though if he, he at this point I would assume he still wants to be a, a starter. The Giants maybe slide on the Nate Solder's not the answer. They need to address that position. You can put Solder maybe to the inside or just release him because he was not good for you last year. You overpaid him. And you could put Jason Peters on the right side and draft, you know, like a Makai Becton or uh Tristan Wirfs and that with your that fourth overall pick, and you could put Peters on the right side or do it vice versa because you know they're coming in. I mean that's a proven leader too, so that's that was a little surprising. I know he's not going to go anywhere, but I mean he's thirty eight, so we'll see. Then you got the head stomper, the leg stomper, <laughs> the killer, the Dobbin Sue. I don't know where he's going to end up, but I'm excited to see where he ends up. Anywhere he goes, I just he just. I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up back in Tampa Bay on a, another one year deal. But you got these these defenses, these teams that want to make another push, um, and get further in the playoffs. Seattle might not be a bad spot for him. Yeah, he'd be cool at Seattle. I'd like him even if we can get him on the cheap for the Colts. Make that him and Buckner. That'd yeah, be sick. I know they preach with character. that rotation, but I mean. I ain't worried about character at defensive line. Well, what about Tennessee? Because they just shipped off one of their best 
players over the last few years. For a seventh-round pick, wasn't it? I thought it was a fifth. Oh, uh, I thought it was he, seven. It might be, either way. It was Jarrell Casey. He got fucking shipped out of town. That was a head-scratcher for me, but they're just saving money. And Sue's going to come in there and just plug up the round for you real quick, and he still gives you that pass rush. I know he's right. getting a little older, but he's still a great player in this league. Just like the next one, a former – was it Von Bell a first-round pick? I can't – first or second? I think, I think it was – yeah, he was the second, I believe. I don't know. Okay, but, but he's still on the free age or free agent market. Former Saint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, teams that need secondary help, we can go down the list again. I mean, you could look at Las Vegas, Philly still could use that. Von Bell can step in anywhere and start as long as you're not going against one of the best safeties in the league. So, I, he could play anywhere. But those are probably our biggest ones still left. Um, then you've got you know teams like that are open to trading. I know the Bengals still have um, Andy Dalton on the the block. It doesn't look like he's going to go anywhere at this point now either. Just because I mean, look what we have. You have Cam Newton and Jameis still on the free agent list, so we can just ignore that. But one player that is adamant that wants a trade is Trent Williams, the former left tackle for the. Well, he's not former, but he still is the left tackle for the Redskins. He's made it very clear he wants a trade. His agents sent a letter to ESPN this morning. Schefter tweeted it out that they have been very open and they couldn't find a trade partner. And they allowed him and his agents to go out and find a trade partner, but they couldn't find anything. Well, it turns out later, Rappaport turns around like 30 minutes later and tweets out the reason why is Williams wants to be the highest paid left tackle in the league at 31. He has that injury history and teams are not willing to give up probably a first or second round pick. Because my thought process on this immediately is like, why did... Cleveland not jump on this to begin with and right. get the best player available. I don't know with Trent. What I mean, <clears throat> that's cool to hear a little bit of the inside knowledge there to see what he's preaching to the Redskins, why he won't come back and play for them. But I, I wouldn't pay him twenty million a year. I wouldn't. I would probably give him around twelve tops. It's just. I mean, we'll see. I mean. He's still an elite left tackle in this league. I know he sat out last year with injury, injuries, and he also held out. There's so many teams that could use him. He could go in and start over probably everybody, but maybe four or five players in this league at left tackle. Yeah, that's for sure. So, I mean, make a pass for him. I mean, Cleveland could literally take Trent, Trent Williams and that 10th overall pick, maybe package a deal and move up and get like an Isaiah Simmons that's going to be the leader of your defense because you could use help there. You lost Josh Schobert. I like that. And Isaiah Simmons would be just a beautiful, beautiful pick on there. I mean, I love that, man. So with that, let's get into our draft. I doubt our first three picks have changed, but I'm going to let you go ahead and start off with your first pick of your 2020 yeah. draft 2.0. First pick, we're going with that Heisman Trophy winner, Joe Burrow. I don't think anybody can argue nope, with that. Nope, still got that. I mean, that's clear-cut number one, just like clear-cut. I'll start off the Redskins, clear-cut number two, Chase Young. Get after that quarterback, He's baby. the best player on the board and still, still the number one overall player on my big board. Here's where it starts getting a little tricky, though. I didn't want to take Jeff Okuda, number three, to the D- Detroit Lions. I think the Lions are trading back, personally. But if they're picking there, it's Okuda for me. See, I'm there. You could do Okuda. You could do Simmons, too. That's what I looked at yeah. long and hard. And with the way Simmons just dominated that combine with what he ran, I mean, what was it, a, f- a sub 4-4, four, four, wasn't it? I think he ran a 4-3-9. Yeah, at his size. He can play in the slot. He can play safety. He can play linebacker. You can even put a hand in the dirt and get him on that edge with Patricia. And Patricia is a defensive coach. To me, 
Isaiah Simmons with the way the league has shifted into the passing game, he is a harder player to find than even just a lockdown corner. I know they let Darius Slay go. Yeah. But I, I would like Simmons there. But for now, I'm going to take Jeff Okuda. Same here. With the Giants, I went uh, – this is where we begin to differ. I went with Isaiah Simmons. Now, he would be a great fit in their defense. He'd be a great fit in anybody's defense. Don't let me fool you. But I just – I like him at four there for the Giants. They need offensive line help, but I think – See, I love that. And David, they're going to go with Isaiah David Simmons. Gettleman, you know, preaches that he wants to get help on that defense. They've got a version of Isaiah Simmons. Oh, he's not even close. And Jabril Peppers. Right. I still went with Makai Becton here, my number one tackle off the big right Louisville. I really thought long and hard about Isaiah Simmons, um, but Gettleman has preached defense, but he's also preached the trenches kind of like what um, Ballard's done in Indianapolis. You get your future left tackle there. He's 6'8". He was flute at the combine. He just he is a monster of a man that you want to protect your franchise piece who you think is Daniel Jones for the next six to eight years. There you go. All right, on the board at number five, we got the Miami Dolphins. This hasn't changed for me either. So my top five, actually my top six didn't change. I got Tua Tagovailoa going to Miami. I think he's by far the second best uh, quarterback on this in this draft class. You take a flyer on him. You're sitting him the first year behind um, Fitzmagic. Or if you sign Newton, which I doubt that happens. But you get your quarterback of the future there. Yeah, I went with two as well. Can't can't really argue. At six, I went with for the Chargers. I went with Justin Herbert, quarterback out of Oregon. Get that. Even if you go out and get Cam, like we said with Tua, sit him for a year, get him used to the NFL, get him acclimated, and then really push forward in that second year. Today, I seen the top four winningest quarterback or the top five winningest quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Four of them didn't play one game their rookie year. They have the most wins in the whole league. So mm. the only other one that had, I think, was I can't even remember who it was. But yeah, I mean the game's changed. You draft these first round picks. I think Roethlisberger was the only one who played his rookie year. Okay, the, and they're all in the league right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. I took Justin Herbert as well, quarterback out of Oregon. I still think he struggles on his progression reads. Um, the leadership questions are there. I wanted to actually put an offensive lineman here. So if they go out and get Cam Newton or they trade for Dalton or they do something that they don't go into the year with Tyrod Taylor, I believe that they will just scratch that. You're going to start seeing quarterbacks fall, and they're going to take the second-best offensive lineman over here because I really thought about Jedrick Wills here. I know Tristan Wirfs has more potential, but that would have given their starting left tackle. Let's go with the Carolina Panthers. This is where stuff's really going to start changing for me. I had Derek Brown in my first mock. I had them taking Isaiah Simmons, just a player that can do it absolutely everything on there. You lost Luke Keekley. You've got to get some help. I, I know they need that three-technique defensive tackle, and you want to look at Derek Brown, but Isaiah Simmons, if he drops there, you're just beyond happy right there. And at seven with the Panthers, I had them taking Derek Brown. He, like Nick said, he fits in perfectly there, but – I've already got Simmons off the board there to the Giants at four, so I went with Derek Brown. At eight, I went with Makai Becton, the tackle out of Louisville. I think he'd fit in and be great for – So is he your number one offensive lineman now? Yeah, no, nah, it was between him and Willis. Wills. But I like Becton at the Cardinals more. If I had the Giants picking the offensive lineman, I was going with Wills. Okay. But 
I like Beckton for the Cardinals the way their style of play more. See, they want quick, athletic linemen, correct? Yeah. That's Cliff Cleansberry get the ball out quick. Tristan Wirfs, baby. He had, he blew up at the combine. Yeah. At worst, you got a you got a you got an elite right guard or left guard. You can switch him to right tackle if you have to. He's the he's he moved to number two on my uh, offensive line big board after that combine. I know with some pass uh, protection technique and work at the next level with his footwork, he'll he'll get back on track. Arizona made the steal of the offseason so far and got DeAndre Hopkins because I originally had them taking C.D. Lamb. Now let's get. Kyler Murray some protection so he can get the ball downfield to everybody. That offense has the potential to be elite, and if they can fix the offensive line this year, watch out. To you or Tristan Wirfs? That's what I just said. I didn't hear you, sir. Yeah. Um, I said they wanted fast, quick pace. Yeah, I got you. Who did you play? go with at nine, then? All right, Jacksonville Jaguars up at nine. This is the first of their second uh, picks. This is another thing, you know, uh, a player on their, that's going to be higher on their big boards dropping, and you've got Derek Brown, the D-tackle, out of – Auburn, you know, you trade off Clay's Campbell. You don't have that hand in the dirt three technique that can take double teams, shed them, and still get to the quarterback. And Derek Brown is one of the best two or a gap players in this draft that is going to command double teams and shed them quick and just lock you down for the next four or five years minimum. At nine, I went for the Jaguars. I went with Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. I, I would, love that there. I would have Derek Brown going there, but I got him going. No, I get that. I mean, I love Javon Kinlaw, but, I mean, Jacksonville can go in so many different directions there. I still think that I can't tell if they're going to try to rebuild or they're going to move forward because I I wouldn't mind a receiver here either. Or right. you, can get, you can go offensive line. You can go in so many different directions. Depends on how they value defensive tackle over wide receiver. And if I can see anything that they've done over the past You can't take that into account because Coughlin's gone. Right. But all I'm saying is if I can see anything they've done, I would think it would be defensive tackle. All right. Let's go 10. Cleveland Browns are on the clock. Who you got? I got them taking right tackle out of Alabama, Jedrick Wills. That's exactly who I got. You've got to get some help. He can play the left side, and I think he will because Coughlin's going to stay on that right. This, to me, is the next best offensive lineman that's left on the board because I've already got um, Tristan Wirfs and Mekhi Becton gone. You're going to start seeing – ha- we have the potential to get four or five offensive linemen off the board within the first 12 picks just because of the value there. You want to protect your franchise player. You've got to do something to get Baker some more time because they've got some weapons. Now, Baker can't turn around and get his completion percentage up or you know look anything that close that he did his rookie year. It's a brilliant gonna, year for Baker. Yeah. All right. New York Jets on the clock at 11. They've done some, a lot of work in free agency on that offensive line. To me, though, when they signed Fant, he is not a left tackle. I know they're going to play him there. I said, screw it. I have them taking Andrew Thomas, offensive tackle out of Georgia. I went with Tristan Wirfs, guard. He can play tackle out of Iowa, but he'll be a guard. So I mean, that's still – it's a value pick there. He'll be a starter for sure. Definitely. Yeah, they've still got it. I mean, they need all five – New starters. I know they've signed four or five offensive linemen already, and they they've got some depth. Some of them won't be starters, but I like that for them. I mean, that's you got works going that far. I don't think there's no way in hell he lasts that long though. But that's just my belief. That's fine. All right, we got a brand new team on the clock. Las Vegas. I know they're not new, but I'm excited the to see Raiders. The Raiders are up with their first of their their two first round picks. So who you got? I got them taking C D Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma. Uh, I think. Mike Mayock's really big on him. 
And I just... So why do you think my Mayock is actually big on him here? Because, I mean, my, May, Mayock's, you know, he's done the draft coverage for so long. He's been a great GM so far in LA, or Vegas. Why do you see him over Jerry Judy? I just think he fits their scheme better. I don't... I'm just what they like to do. I know. He'll be returning kicks for them. They don't really have a returner. Not, okay. not like a great returner. No, I get that. But I, I like him fitting in with the Raiders better than Jerry Judy. Okay. See, I'm still going to go with Jerry Judy here. I know Mayock's not be-all, end-all at the combine test results, but Judy did nothing to hurt himself. CeeDee Lamb looked really good and at times. I still think Judy is the clear-cut number one here. He's a proven route runner. He has been big on that in the past, and his hands are elite. I think Mayock and Chucky, John Gruden, are going to love what they can get out of Jerry Judy. And him falling here at 12 just because of the needs of teams ahead of them, they're absolutely going to love him. Got our first trade, though, with 13. So, as you know, any Colts fans out there, they shipped their 13th overall pick last week for DeForest Buckner to the 49ers. Great move. So, the 49ers now get two first-round picks. They're talking – they're drafting here at 13. They've got some needs. I think I originally had them when I did our first draft. They need some cornerback help. They could use offensive line depth or even you know, another starter at guard or center. For two. Sure. Too high to take anyone here, but they're going to need receiver help. So I got them taking C.D. Lamb, a player that can do absolutely everything that's going to be a beautiful thing in Kyle Shanahan's off- offense. And I got them taking Jerry Judy. Okay. so, so I mean, I it's, mean a, it's a swap. It's, it's a, a coin flop. flip with C.D. Lamb and Jerry Judy. I personally think Jerry Judy's the better receiver, mm-hmm. but – I like C.D. Lamb more at the Lamb's just one of those players. He's not going to over, you know, test anything crazy. You know, he wouldn't have done that at his pro day. But when you put that film on, I mean, he just makes plays. He was by far the best player on that team when they got blown the fuck out in the national uh, semifinals. I mean, he just – he worked Christian Fulton. But, I mean, you get the ball around him, he's going to catch. I think his catch radius and ability to move when the ball is in the air, adjust his body is – Seconds, probably only T. Higgins in this draft class. But I like that there. I mean, I really, really do. Um, we'll see. But Then with the Buccaneers at 14, I went with Andrew Thomas, right tackle out of Georgia. Get some – or he can play left too. But get some offensive line help there for the Buccaneers. Get, get Brady upright and look Which for a they, back they do line. need that help. I think in the first mock draft you had – did you have Jordan Love going to Tampa Bay? Yeah, I did. Okay. I didn't because I had him gone by then. I don't have him here because you got Brady. So here's my thing. You want to protect Brady. You don't have the value here, in my opinion, to take anybody. You could look at Josh Jones, uh, the tackle out of out of Houston. I don't think that's going to happen. He didn't do enough for himself with the combine. His pro day would have helped him. Here, you're taking the best player available. I know you just you, – you're probably not bringing back in Dominic who I think they should, but they probably won't. They took Vita Vallea in the first round, I think, three years ago. Let's take another guy to plug him in right there. Let's get that defensive line back to elite like it was last year. Javon Kinlaw, for me, is dropping here. And at 14, that value is just a beautiful thing. He's at 14, anybody. Yeah, you're, you're taking him. I love it there. He's going to he's gonna wreak havoc on the inside. You're going to have two elite run defenders. And Kinlaw can get out to the quarterback maybe better than Derrick Brown at times. He just – I mean, you got to – on that South Carolina defense last year, You, I went back and watched more film – He's the only person most teams would even look at, like, yeah. trying to contain. I know it was against Alabama. He was triple teamed, I think, four out of five plays on a drive that I watched. I was like, good Lord. Like, that's the only thing Saban cared about. So, you know when Nick Saban's planning against, like, hey, which Alabama's always going to have a good offensive line because of the, the way they recruit. 
If they're triple teaming him, that's a problem. If they're showing you that much respect, that just shows you how big yeah, the ball is. I really is. like him. I mean, I think he's closer to Derek Brown than what people give credit for. Um, but whoever gets him wherever he goes, for me here, dro- dropping to 14, Bruce Aarons is going to love this pick. Yep. So the Denver Broncos are on the clock at 15. They could go with several different directions. I think in my first mock, I had them taking C.J. Henderson, but I don't see that happening now. I know they just got rid of Chris Harris. I got traded for Boye. Yeah, I know. And so I was like, man, do I keep C.J. Henderson here, who is the clear-cut number two corner in this? This one too. I just I know they need. They could use offensive line help, but there's no value here. They need a number two receiver, though, to me, outside of Cortland Sutton, who emerged in his second year. Get him a speed demon. Henry Ruggs right here for me. That's who I'm going with. I went with Henry Ruggs as well. Take take off the top of this defense. He has some better hands than what people are giving him credit for. You can play him in the slot and on the outside. He's actually, you go back, I was watching film again. Ruggs in the slot, you see a lot of these receivers that can take punishment over the middle. What Ruggs does is he's able to move his body before the defender gets there. So think think Marvin Harrison or Reggie Wayne. Like You remember Harrison would just catch the ball and just get down. Right. Ruggs is like that a little bit, but he's able to shift a little bit and then use that speed. And no one's touching him in the yeah, open field. faster than Marvin Harrison. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Harrison I'm, plays faster. Yeah. I'm but, just saying I'm just... Yeah, so let's get Drew Locke some help there for me. You know, you got two receivers, and then you got, what, they took Fant last year in the first round. You've got some pieces, and they've got a dynamic one-two punch in the backfield now with Melvin Gordon and Phillip Lindsay. Right, you can't can't argue with what they're doing there. And then we got 16 with the Falcons. I went with C.J. Henderson, cornerback. I like that. Out of Florida. They just got rid of uh, Trufant. They just cut him earlier Mm -hmm. last week, I think it was last week. Trufant. He'd fit in great anywhere, but with Dan Quinn in that defense, he'd, he'd look good. Yeah, Raheem Morris is the uh, – don't quote me on that, but I think it's Raheem Morris got moved back to D, D coordinator. Atlanta now has 11 first-round draft picks on that off – Starting on offense. Well, you can't take Laquan Treadwell as a starter. He's right. been a bust. But they signed him the other day, so that gives them 11 former first-round draft picks. No team started more than eight in a season. They will start 10 this year. So, you know, I could have gotten him help there. Better produce. Yeah. For me, I know they signed uh, they signed Fowler, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah. Three years, $48 million, I believe. You're still going to need some pass rush help, right? I'm still sticking with I, – I think they're going to have to get – well, sorry. I know I'm all over the place right there. They need pass rush help is what I'm getting. I know yeah. they could use corner. I love C.J. Henderson. But for me, pass rush is more of a thing for Dan Quinn that he's needed. You're not just going to get that all in one player. Kayvon Chase on out of LSU. Tested yeah. out his, his bend technique. Everything right there for me. He is going to be an elite pass rusher in this league. And outside of Chase Young, probably the best pass rusher in this draft class. I don't hate it. I just I think C.J. Henderson. No, I like that too. I mean, that gives you a, a physical corner that is going to – Never probably have, you know, like a Darius Slate type season, like eight, nine interceptions. He's but, a guy that's not going to get thrown out a lot. But he's eventually going to be a lockdown corner, right. like kind of like Nomni Osimo. I was explaining that to someone the other day. Osimo, when people weren't talking about him, when he was in uh, 
with the Raiders, no one was talking about it, but no one was throwing the ball to him. So, like, he'd have one interception a year, but he'd probably have, like, ten batted passes. Right. But you're talking maybe six targets a game, and if he that. the Eagles and just disappeared off no, the No, that was that whole dream team. All right, so there's the first half of our mock draft 2.0. We'll be right back with Dallas, but first, a word from our sponsor. Well, thanks to Anchor there for that good commercial. Uh, with 17, we got the Cowboys on the clock. Who are you going with, Nick? Sticking with the same thing. I know he ran a, only a 4.62 at the combine, which is a little, little iffy on safety, but they're still going to need some safety. I know they signed Haha Clinton Dix. I still got them taking Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. See, I went with corner here, and I don't like him up this high, but it's it's what they need, and I I don't I think they got their safety help covered for right now. So I'm gonna go with Trayvon Diggs, cornerback out of Alabama, Ooh. and he's he's what they're gonna do. So yeah, I mean, I'd look at Christian Fulton before I went with Diggs, which I mean, it's not a slight at at Diggs. Corner's too high there. You're still going to need safety help. This, there's no question about it. Clinton Dix is going to somebody else in as well. Dix is only going to be a one year place. Xavier McKinney, you can play in the slot if you need to this year. Get your future for the next few years. I mean, they could even go now with Travis Frederick retiring today. They could look at Cesar Ruiz here. I don't think that's as pressing need as that that back end of that defense. And I think Mike McCartney is going to look there. All right, we got. The Miami Dolphins on the clock at 18, um, the second of their three first-round picks. For me, it's just best position player available usually. You know, I thought about C.J. Henderson here, but you're taking Tua Tagovailoa. You need to protect him. You're going to really need to protect him. The best lineman I got on the board right here is Josh Jones. Um, I think he is a little underrated. I don't think he's... The ceiling is as high as maybe Wirfs or Becton, but he could be just as good as Jedrick Wills in this league. He's got a strong punch. I think he's a little top-heavy at times, but his footwork's quick, and you've got potentially your left tackle to protect your franchise quarterback for at least the next four to four to six years. Yeah, I went with Josh Jones as well. for the No shit. Yeah. Look at you actually listening to me. No, that was my own reason. Oh, I'm sure it okay. was. But <laughs> at night. You didn't even have him in your first round. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't say that. And I had him in the top 12 in our first mocks. I, I didn't say So look that. at you listening to me. I don't think I was listening to you. Oh, but, sure you were. But 19, the Raiders, I got him going after Xavier McKinney. Okay, I mean, I like that. I mean, they just took a safety in the first round last year, but they did just let... You pair him up. I I know. Do you let me fucking finish? Because they just let Carl Joseph fucking walk. Talk to me like I'm Reeves. (laughs) Someone's got to. Reeves isn't here this week, so I have no one to make fun of. He's in quarantine next door. It's probably a good thing because his mock draft would have been terrible to begin with. Love you, buddy. Um, So we're with Vegas, right? Yeah. CJ Henderson. I'd love He's dropping here. Mayock's going to love him. You've got a lockdown corner. That was a no-brainer for me. Once this started falling the way, you know, other teams are playing needs and stuff. I mean, Henderson is going to be a great player in this league. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes a lot higher than that. I got it. Like, I had him going to the Falcons, but any team that's like, I need a corner, he's the best one in the draft. So. I mean, even, you know, actually, I didn't think about it. 
San Francisco wouldn't have been a bad choice right there at 13. Right, I, had, shit. I had a hard time, but they need offensive help too. I, it's yeah, just... I think it's more pressing right there to get it an elite receiver. But they could take Henderson because this was – I think we're going to see some reaches on corners in this first round. Yeah, me too. And I'll probably Especially up, late. I'm going to probably end up flipping that and putting San Francisco taking C.J. Henderson. Well, luckily there. we'll have another one. Because I even – I mean, I when we were on the podcast for um, – the bring the juice bring the juice podcast i told them cj anderson don't be surprised you know he's got the intangibles that ballard likes and they were kind of both thrown off I was like he is a better player than what people are getting him credit for yeah. i think he's he's not going to be jeff akuda but he closed the gap a little bit to where he established himself as the clear-cut number two corner in this class i like him a lot but who'd you go with at 20 all right so jacksonville's up, up up on the board at 20 so this is their second of their two first round picks Man, they need corner help, too, in this. I don't like doing this, but I got them taking Christian Fulton out of LSU. We know he got worked hard in the college football playoffs. But other than that, I mean, he he was better than Greedy Williams, and he was the better defensive player out of him and Grant Delpit this year for LSU. People didn't throw the ball his way much. I know he got worked by T. Higgins. He still has the, the range, and he had a really good combine. He ran, what, a four four three, I believe. I love this pick here. You're going to get, if not an elite corner that's a number one, you can get a solid number two here. I, I mean, I I know why people are bitching about him getting burnt by T. Higgins, but you got to remember T. Higgins is a pretty damn good receiver too mm-hmm. at the same time. And Clemson's offense is pretty damn good. There's other shit to worry about. <laughs> but I went with Clavon, Chase on defensive end, and here's why I did it. They're, and Gakwe wants out. He's yeah, we know that. that a thousand times. So, yeah. plug him in for Ngakwe mm-hmm. right there day one. He'd, he'd be a great addition to the Jaguars' defense. I wouldn't mind that. It's just, I don't, like I said earlier, I don't know what they're doing. Are they rebuilding? See, for me, I, I got them taking, so this pair is Tarek Brown and and Christian Fultner. That's some pretty good solid pieces to start and off I defense. I Javon uh, Kinlaw, is that who you yeah, had? Yeah, Kinlaw and Chase on with Josh Allen. Chase on drops there. Yeah. I mean, that's that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's just where are they going to head here? I think they could also just be, you know, like Miami and just taking the best player available. So, But then you got the next team, the Philadelphia Eagles on the clock at 21. They've addressed some issues in the free agency. You know, they just made Darius Slay the highest paid per year corner in the league. Um, they brought back um, corner that they had a few years ago from New Orleans uh, or safety. Sorry. Um, oh, don't uh, forget. It's, eh, it's not coming. My name and I'm sounding like an idiot right now just by bringing that up. But they're gonna they're gonna need some help. I've got them taking Denzel Mims. Um, not a big name, you know. Until a few weeks ago, he ran a, a sub four three five at the combine. Killed it at the combine. Went back watched a little film. He's great in open space. He is really good against press at separation and getting away from the defender. I would have personally loved Henry Ruggs in that Philly offense, but he's not going to be there at 21, at no. least in my opinion. And since he's not here, I know you've got other wide receivers that are people going to have ranked higher, but he fits in the Philly system way better to me. They, they took um, J.J. Arcea, white side in the second round last year. He's there, supposed to still be their red zone receiver. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen there. But this way, this gives them an offensive weapon that they can plug almost slot outside, inside, anywhere right there. So, I love that fit. I went with the receiver, too. I went with T. Higgins. I just I like him for the Eagles there. They really need to get, besides Zach Ertz and 
Alshon Jeffries, if he can ever stay healthy. I mean, I like Dallas Goddard too, but they need some wide receiver yeah. out there for sure. Um, then at 22, the Vikings, I went with Kristen Fulton. Or Christian Fulton, sorry. Cornerback out of LSU. You had him going a little earlier, but they just got rid of Xavier Rhodes and he stepped right in. Yeah, so I, I switched up my mock draft here. I know wide receiver wasn't a need for Minnesota. They just let Stephon Diggs go, and they got a hell of a return for him. Justin Jefferson here, you're going to get another receiver who didn't test terrible at the combine. Um, he's not going to flash like you know Henry Ruggs did or a Denzel Mims or some of those guys, but he's another player kind of like CeeDee Lamb you put on the film. All he does is make plays. I think he had, what, 111 catches last year over, over 1,500 yards and 18 touchdowns. You're getting an elite, elite receiver here. You're getting more help for Kirk Cousins. I just I love the Jefferson fit here. Um, corner is a need. I could have had them taking Trevon Diggs. I just don't like it. I didn't think Riz. They just traded his brothers. So yeah, probably Riz, fit in there. Anyway. Oh, that's gonna have nothing to do with it. This no, time. but I mean, he hates. He doesn't like the Vikings organization. They might not want to deal with. A I can see that corner. at some point. I mean, yeah, but I just I like the fit here. I mean, you you've got some corners that could sneak late into the first round. I just I don't see it here. So now you got another intriguing spot here at 23. The New England Patriots are on the clock, and holy shit, do they have some holes to fill because there's no Tom Brady. Um, yeah. They could go in a lot of different directions, so I'm going to start it off here. I got them taking Jordan Love because, fra- personally, I think he's going to drop now that we have so many teams that don't necessarily need a quarterback of the future like Tampa Bay. I don't think – why waste Jordan Love right there? Because you want to win yeah. now with Tom Brady. That's why you sign him. Colts, they'll have the first-round pick. I get it. But you sign Phillip Rivers to win now. They're going to look at a quarterback later. If Bill Belichick thinks that he is still the quarterback guru, Jordan Love would be a great fucking fit in New England. I went with Jordan Love as well. All right. So, yeah. And then at 24. Who's on the clock at 24? The Saints are on the clock. And I went with Patrick Queen, Ooh. linebacker out of LSU. I think pairing him up with Demario Davis. So the combine didn't scare you a little bit with him getting that a little tweaks? Yeah. No, no. No, I shouldn't, but I was just, I'm curious. I I mean, <coughs> I'm always worried about anybody getting injured, but. So is he your number one linebacker in this class? Outside of, we're not talking, I see a Simmons, that dude's on the class of his own. Uh, yeah, just pure position linebacker. Yeah, I like him over Kenneth Murray. I think his, I like Kenneth Murray. He's got good pop and. He makes a lot of tackles, but I think some of his numbers are a little inflated from playing on a shitty, shitty defense. I get that, but I've got the Saints taking Kenneth Murray because he's a he's a linebacker that can play sideline to sideline. He doesn't miss as many tackles as Patrick Queen. He's a tick slower, and when I mean a tick, like point oh three, but he is a better pass defender yeah. and a better edge rusher than Patrick Queen. You get a little bit of everything with him. New Orleans is going to love him to pair him next to Demario Davis. I mean, he is going to be a player that is just going to be all over the field, and you're not going to have to worry about the tackles might not be the 150, 140 like a Darius right. or somewhere else. But you can plug him on the line. I mean, blitz packages, everything. I just love that fit there in New Orleans. I mean, I'm thinking too. They Either still, way, they still need receiver that. help. But man, I mean. Well, they signed, uh, what's his name? Fuck. 
I forget. Oh, yeah, they signed Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, but you're day. still going to need I'm some not, receiver I'm not help. Done, but, but I think that allows them now not to be first round reach to get some depth in the second or third round right. there. Like a Chase Claypool um, would be a good fit there, or uh, Peoples Jones. All right, so. New Orleans, we both went linebacker again. So we're kind of staying similar here. Just I wish I could – I want to do a draft before – a mock draft before this is over what the hell each one of us would do because it will be completely different. Right. So we should do that here in a couple of weeks because I, I just – I'm trying to think of what these play, these GMs are going to do and each one's are a little different. Minnesota's back up on the clock at 25. I originally had them taking a D tackle. They're going to need that fucking help now that they let some people walk. Yeah. But they can go in a bunch of different directions. Let's start off with what you got, Urban. I went with Yadier Grossmatos, defensive end out of Penn State, to replace uh, Yadier Grossmatos. Yeah, I'm not a, a fucking Grossmatos. I don't know. That's how they fuck. You say. just miss Reeves being here because he butchers names. Hey, too. I butcher names too. But yeah, I went with him. He's probably your third best pass rusher. Yeah, after what Epinesa did at the combine. Right. Yeah, I would have had Epinesa. Yeah, probably I, going a little higher, even possibly. Oh, I 100% agree. I'm on pretty that. sure I had him going to the Falcons early on in my first. I had mock track. no, I had Chase on for the Falcons, but I had Epinesa going to Miami at that second pick. I was like, you're going to get a pass rusher, but I, I like uh, Matos there. They need corner help though. Yeah. We just I got them taking Trayvon Diggs, buddy. I mean, I he's, he's the best one left on the board. I already had him taking a corner. I, so I know. It's, I know, but with Diggs there, um, I know there's going to be the question just because what his brother's going to tell him, the family and everything. Who gives a shit right now? This kid's going to be happy to be a first-round pick at that fifth-year option to get extended. He worries me a little bit in the run game. Will he tackle well? But he's physical. Enough for his size. I know he's not perfect size, but I mean, I don't mind it right there. So you've got to get corner help because if you wait into the second round, you're not getting a starter. Um, you might get a slot guy. I could be wrong, but you've got to address. I think they're going to address defense with that second pick and offense with that first pick. So the Miami Dolphins, the laughing stock of the NFL the last few years, have their third round draft pick. Their third first-round draft pick. They're up at 26. Who you got, Urban? I got them going with DeAndre Swift still. That's who I had the first time. I know they signed Jordan Howard. Yeah. But yeah, they're not touching it. I, st- right I, back st- here. I still like DeAndre Swift there unless for you, unless you think you can get, punch. Unless you want to give him that fifth-year option. Man, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's so. I mean, for me, it's the best player available there, too. So, I got their future left tackle with Josh Jones. With their second pick, their first pick, I t- took Tua Tonga Bailoa. Let's get some help on the defensive side of the ball. One of the better players left on my board is Patrick Queen. I know you have some question marks there in pass coverage, but you've got a leader of the defense, I think, for a few more years who is just going to get better. He's a frequent athlete. We saw what he did in, against Oklahoma and against Clemson and the college football play. He was the best player on the field, not this season for LSU, but on that defense for those two games, and I think you're going to get a hell of a player there that Flores is going to love. Um, you got to go best player, bar none for Miami because they're a shit show. So that's who I got there. Did you go Seahawks? Seattle Seahawks are up at 27. They need some pass rush help. They didn't get it with Jadavion Clown. They thought they would. They brought in Zeke Anza. I had this the same pick as my last one. Zach Bond, edge rusher, looked great at the combine. You go back on film, you can get that whole, oh, he's white, he's got a great motor. 
No, this dude can ball. He is going to get after the quarterback for you. And he can is also solid against the run. Put on a little more weight. But I love this pick here for Seattle. I went a different route for Seattle. I went with Grant Delpit, safety out of LSU. I think they still – he's not – I'm not saying he is anything like the Legion of Boom safeties that were back there, Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas, but they've never replaced either one of them really. So, I'd go with him there. I mean, I like that. I just – there's no way in hell Delpit's going in the first round anymore. Uh, my, that's my personal belief. He's dropped. He's not – the best safety anymore. Just he, so many question marks in his work ethic. He's gonna he's gonna drop like Greedy Williams did last year, man. I don't hate it, but second round value I would rather have there. Twenty eight Baltimore Ravens, who I love what they've done since free. I mean, they got Clayus Campbell for a goddamn fifth round draft pick. And they franchise tag Judon. I mean, they are going to be elite on that defensive side of the ball again. I believe you need help. Let's get some help for Lamar Jackson. Let's get him a big-bodied receiver in that red zone that they can trust to pair with Hollywood Brown. I got them taking T. Higgins here. His catch radius is just absolutely cool. I mean, just go back and watch the ACC championship game when he had that catch that Trevor Lawrence was throwing the ball out of bounds, and he just goes up and gets it. I love this pick here. Complete red zone nightmare. Just, I, I want to keep getting Lamar Jackson help. I know yeah. a lot of people won't say receiver for them, but for me right here, I think this is great value. I don't hate that. I have him already been gone, but I went with uh, Kenneth Murray, linebacker out of OU. All right. In there, get some help. I don't hate that either. I think I had them taking Patrick Queen in my first mock. I'd have to go back and look at it. Yeah, you did. Okay. So, I mean, I don't hate that there, man, but... Um, like I said to you many times before, and pretty sure in the last podcast, it's to me, it's who you like out yeah. of the two between Patrick Queen and Kenneth Murray. You'd go either way there to me, and I don't think I think both of them are going to be pretty good linebackers in the NFL. All right, Tennessee Titans are on the clock at twenty nine. Um, I originally had they I mean they need pass rushing help, they need offensive line help now. You could still go receiver here. You can go a lot of different directions. So let's let you start off with it, Urban. I am going with the defensive end last time, and he played his way out of my or well, he tested his way out of my mock draft. Uh, they just made this new hole in their defensive line. That defensive tackle they got rid of Casey. I went with a guy here out of Oklahoma, Neville Gallimore. Now, this is – he's a defensive tackle too, by the way. He he's he could easily be in the top of the second round or mid-second round, but I think you go with need here and sure up the middle of that defensive line, get Gallimore there at 29 for the Titans. I don't hate that. I don't have him as my third defensive tackle, though, off the board. Did you go with the other guy from Auburn? No. Um, I, I If I'm taking D tackle there, if I'm the Titans, I'm going to go risk Blacklock. Who, oh, from but, TCU? Yeah, they both had – I mean, him and Gallimore had great combines. They both moved freakishly well for their size. I think I, they still need pass rushing help. Get after the quarterback. You just lost Darrell Casey. It doesn't have to be that that three technique defensive tackle. I know they took a flyer on Vic Beasley one year, nine million. Cameron Wake retired. No, Cameron Wake said he wants to come back and play another year. I thought he said he retired. But I'm gonna have the Titans go here with Eater Gross Matos, edge rusher out of Penn State. You can develop him. You're only gonna bring him in on third down pass rush situations. He's physical. He's got a great punch to the outside shoulder here. 
I just I love that fit here because I know they're going to need to get after the quarterback. Um, I don't like any of that. I mean, I guess I could see Cesar Ruiz here. There's a few other players, but for here, let's get it. Let's get. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, Vrabel, another defensive player. All right. The Green Bay Packers are on the clock. They've gotten some help in free agency. They're on the board here at 30. They, you know, they got Rick Wagner from the Lions. They let Blake Martinez walk, which was the right fucking move. It's where the money he got from the Giants, for sure. Yeah, so what are you what are you going here for? Green I went Bay? with Justin Jefferson, wide receiver at LSU. Uh, I like that. He would fit in really good <laughs> alongside with Devontae Adams. I guess I just now realized this. And you have T. Higgins going before Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Oh, boy. I do. Okay. I think he fits the Eagles better than Jefferson. Okay. Well, keep going with your Green Bay pick. But just I, I like him in there. At you. Him in there with Jones and uh, alongside. I guess they did bring back Mercedes Lewis to a tight end. So Yeah, that's, that's a one-year deal. And, you know, I, I thought long and hard, who can you take here at receiver to get Aaron Rodgers' help? Chanel's not going to be – LaVisca Chanel's not going to be worth it out of Colorado. Brandon Ayuk, I, I think that's a reach. Y'all sucked at stopping the run, and you really you addressed it a little bit. No, just Green Bay. I'm not talking about you, like that. That I just keep going back to that NFC Championship game. It was just terrible. Get a big body dude that's going to command double teams. That's going to eat the run up. Wrist Blacklock ran a sub five forty at the combine. Strong. I think he had one of their quicker uh, three cone drills, but to me. I know you you like Gallimore a little more. I love Blacklock. Anybody that's out there, go back and watch that TCU Purdue tape. You're just going to fall in love with the dude. I think he sneaks in here. I know a lot of other people aren't as high on him as I am, but I still think he's going to be a first-round talent. So that's where I went. Now we get into – I hate these last few picks. Yeah, in the first it's round. hard I mean, for you're me. going to have trade-ins. Like, if, say Jordan Love falls here, and he's still on the board at 31-32. Colts might trade up. Colts are going to be trading up for him. Garen fucking T it. Right. Because you can give up that 34th pick and maybe a fourth rounder to get that fifth-year option on Jordan Love. Because right. that's what's going to happen. Because you've got this right now. For me, we both – actually, we've got four quarterbacks off. But you've got Jacob Eason that, if teams really love him, are going to want to trade up and get that fifth-year option. That's right. why you see it every year. Not going to happen for me at San Francisco at 31 here. We also didn't incorporate trades into this draft. We won't do that yet. We probably will allow it. I still hate doing it because it's so hard because it can screw with your whole board. Yeah. And once you get one trade wrong, yeah. the whole board's fucked. So, so San Francisco's back on the clock here. They're at 31 overall. Where do you have them going here? I went with Jalen Johnson, cornerback out of Utah. Ooh. He's – Oh, no. He'd be – God, no. They, no, they, no, they, no, they no, no. Portal help. Help, I man. get that, man. He's six foot, one ninety three. Dude ran only a four five. He is not a first round talent. You take a corner, you you slide back there and take him. Do not take him. He has shit technique. His hips don't rotate right. He gets lost real quick when the ball's in the air. I think he's a second round talent, but he is not worth thirty one there to me. Yeah, I just don't think they got unless they're trading back and they're going corner, right? And that's why I told you. I'm stuck there. I, I don't know. And I, I started off this conversation with I hate these last couple picks. I could have went Cesar I, Ruiz there, but I feel like that's a little high for him, too. I don't think. No, I think he has a chance to sneak in that first round. I mean, you look at Tennessee could go there. Baltimore could even go there with losing right. Yonda. Um, and they can – I know they don't play the same position. Ruiz is a center and Yonda's a guard. 
I or, just I don't fucking like Jalen Johnson, man. Uh, like, I'm not I'm not a fan of him. I just I think that's where he's gonna go. Okay, and see if this is a way with no trades, how we had to do it. Yeah, like that's what I thought. They need more help at corner, and I already have them taking a wide receiver. Okay. And I don't think there's any other offensive linemen that are worth taking right there in front of you. No, and I don't either. This is going to be a little weird. I hate anybody out there. I hate the first round running back now. I absolutely don't think it's worth it anymore. You get that fifth year option, but by then they're usually their their legs are run down just because the way the NFL is. Well, fuck, they're wanting pain in their third year in the league. I can't blame them because yeah. they're not going to see. Your oh, team. I don't blame them either. But get your money if you can get your money. Get your money. San Francisco, they got Raheem Moser. That's and who else they've got? Um, uh, the white boy. Uh, well, they got Tevin Coleman. Yeah, they got uh, Raheem Moser, Tevin Coleman, and um, ah, crap, white boy not coming to me. All right, I got DeAndre Swift here. He's the number one running back on the board um, for me. He can do a little bit of everything. Be good in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I think with these two first picks, let's shore up your offense, which struggled mightily in the Super Bowl once you got that lead. There's nothing wrong with Mozart, but DeAndre Swift is a clear-cut upgrade and would be the starter coming week one. I got him going to the Dolphins, so I can't argue. No, no, okay. But, uh, All right, Kansas City, last pick of the first round. I I had J.K. Dobbins there up until the last second Okay. when I sent you this, and I looked at it, saw that the Chiefs lost all – not that any of their corners were that great, but they lost their – Three starting corners, so I'm going to go with need here. Okay, you're going to start yelling again. Oh, I know I am. I went with Jeff Gladney. No, no, no. TCU, and that's that's you're taking a first round flyer on a dude that's five foot ten. That is not. He is a slot fucking corner, dude. Yeah, man. I don't know. Okay, that's, that's cool and all, but you're, you're you're using a pick for them that is that is a slot corner that is not a starter on the outside. There's. He was at 5'10", 190 at the combine. Ran a 4'48", like him to be a little smaller. He's It's just the size worries me. He was going to struggle mightily in the red zone. Bad. He gets bullied quick when he is tries to do press coverage. He he can't just hold that, that man for a second. He will get thrown around. Then his hips don't rotate fast enough, and then he struggles to catch up in the red zone. I just think he is going to be a problem there. If you're drafting him, because in my assumption here, you're taking him the first round. You think he is a number one starter at Kansas City, like in my head. I'm sticking with my original pop from the first. I think J.K. Dobbins fits beautifully. I think it's offense. Andy Reid usually gives no fucks about the defense. We've seen that. And to give them another offensive weapon is just a beautiful thing. I don't hate J.K. Dobbins. I'm just. No, I get it. I'm going with the biggest holes. The last two guys. I don't think those dudes are first rounders. I don't. But I think that if you lock those two teams in there and they had to pick and don't have a trade, that's their biggest needs in my opinion. Okay. No, I mean, I don't hate it. So there's our first. First round, I, we can go in the second round. I actually, no, we're not going to. I don't want to. Okay. All right. So, that's our second mock draft of the year. We'll probably wait like another two or three weeks for that one. So, you know what? It's time for another one of our segments. Let's get it on. Let's go to the questions of the week. Yeehaw! Them about them questions of the week, Traps. You have them questions, then we have them answers. It's time for the questions of the week. All right, let's get it off with the first question of the week. We actually had some more this week, finally. So, the first question of the week, best free agent quarterbacks available. 
originally the question was to then you can throw in Cam Newton if you want. He clearly is a free agent now. So, I mean, you're going to look at Cam Newton and Jameis Winston here. That's a clear-cut choice, Cam Newton, number one. Yeah. I mean. De- depending on what you're looking for long-term, if you're looking for a short answer, I'd go with Cam. If you're looking for somebody to develop, I mean, and it's fucking five years in his career and we're still talking about developing. I was going to say, I think but we know who Jameis is already. If you feel like you're that quarterback whisperer and you can get in somebody's ear and be the biggest difference, then Jameis Winston, I would go with Jameis in certain scenarios and I would go Cam in other ones. So that's, I mean. Yeah, I just, to me, it's Cam Newton. I mean, we could throw in Andy, if we throw in Andy Dalton here, I'm taking Dalton short term over Jameis. Long term, I'm taking Jameis over Dalton. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. I really, I'm starting to think, man, I really like Cam Newton to Jacksonville. Um, while we're waiting on this break, oh, my, phone, I hate it. my phone blew up. Um, Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert, two-year deal to Jacksonville. Yeah. I mean, you got Jay Gruden, who's done well with the quarterbacks he's been given. I mean, I really like Cam Newton, I think, now. But you also, I mean, Gardner Minshew, they're hoping he can resurrect his – or not resurrect his career, develop him. Build more, off of build off from the, the highlights he had. But, yeah, so I think we're in agreement. Cam Newton, clear-cut yep. number one. All right, second question. Should the Colts look at taking Cole Kmet in the third round with their third-round pick? He is the tight end, for people that don't know, out of Notre Dame, who's probably the number one tight end on almost every NFL team's board. I'll let you start off with this one. Do we have one third-round pick or do we have two? Just one. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they don't – they're looking at signing Delaney Walker. He didn't get signed yet, did he? No, he did not. So, so they're looking at doing a one-year deal with him. So if you can't get anything worked out there, maybe you go with him. But I think they got some bigger needs personally than – I still think they – Yeah. I that would st- be a luxury pick, in my opinion. It would. And I, I saw actually someone had a three-round uh, mock today, um, Joe Leonard. Uh, he's on Twitter. He's a good follow for anybody out there. I don't hate it. I just – I would struggle to explain that there. Titan's not strong in this class, and I don't think he is exactly what you want or what Ballard for the Colts look like. Look at there. You want – him to be a little bigger. I mean, he is a very, very good receiver. You do you want him to be what your red zone threat? I just, I my okay. I'll just get over with it. My straight answer is no. I don't think so. There in the third round, I would look for him late second round, early third. Like maybe the Patriots try to go after him because I, I would like him with no matter who the court. I'd like him in the Patriots offense. Okay, I mean, I, I don't, but. I think Matt can go late second, early third. I just, I mean, if he's there, yeah, and he's number one on your board, Ballard's preached that he'll take that best right. player available. I just, I don't see it. Next, The next two questions that we have this week, too, are also Colts, so I'll let you start off with the, sec- the second one as well. The favorite receiver for the Colts to target in that second round? I would have to go with Peoples-Jones out of... Uh, Michigan? Not And not with the 34th pick. Okay. I, I, I'd, I'd be at 44 with that. Okay. Okay. At 34, I'm seeing best corner available, best defensive lineman available, something like that. Okay. You're going to have some of these receivers drop. I know this class is strong. Ballard tends to like a complete receiver that's, you know, not just like I know some people. T. Higgins might drop out of the first round. If he did, that'd be a great pick. I wouldn't see that there just because he's he's not – 
dynamic he, he did. What he does, he does really well. For me, you're getting back in this. If Denzel Mims is there, that's that's who they should look at. I would look more like at a Brandon Ayuk or Jalen Rager. I like Rager. Rager's a little closer to what they just took in Paris Campbell last year. So I'm not completely sold on that. But Paris Campbell also didn't do much last year. I would lean... Yeah, I guess I'd lean more towards Brandon Ayuk, maybe Chase Claypool, just for what he did at the Combine. And you see the film, he's still dominant. But, man, is he fast, too. So, that's a big body receiver. So, I guess I'm torn. Man, I don't know. Claypool or Brandon Ayuk. I'll film. I'm gonna, I'll stick with Brandon Ayuk. But a, a, number, a 1A, 1B would be Chase Claypool for me. So, that that's who I'd go with. All right. And then the last question of the week, we've got another Colts one. Early pick on a quarterback. Do you think the Colts are going to take a second round pick on a quarterback? Just at thirty-four, there. If, if Jordan loves there, we both stated earlier that we think if he's at thirty-one, thirty-two, the Colts probably be one of those main teams looking. To I trade think once up. he slides to twenty-eight, yeah, that's a no-brainer. You trade back up, but. If he's there at 34, yeah, I wouldn't take Easton at 34. I, I don't like Easton that much, but uh, at 44, I, I'd probably go with Easton. I, I think with signing Phillip Rivers to this one-year deal, even if you extend him, you're done with Jacoby Brissett at this point. We can yeah, all agree on that. I mean, they're keeping him. but What you've yeah. got to do now is you might not like all the quarterbacks in this class. You've got to take someone now, yeah, Young. Yeah. You, you can't just wait I've seen people year. saying, look at Jalen Hearns in the second round. If Jalen Hearn go, Hearns goes in the second round, I will be f- fucking my blow. He my might mind. go late second. He's not getting mind. out of the third. I, I right. just blow my mind. That's, that's fine. But Colts fans need to not expect Jalen Hurts at all. That is not what Frank Reich wants. I don't want Jalen Hurts. Reich wants a pocket passer. I'm looking at Eason or Love there. Take Eason maybe with the 44th. I mean, even the 34th, I wouldn't hate it. Jake Fromm is what I would really hate. Yeah. He's got too many questions. But I think at this point now, you have to take a second-round pick. You're, use your second, one of those two, and get a quarterback. I don't hate it. You don't hate it? Right on. All right. Well, thanks for the question, Luke. I'm glad we had more this week. Let's get on to our newest segment. Also, it's called Would You Rather. Get it, Travis. Oh, yeah. It's that time of week again where we throw out two blind stat lines and let you pick the player you would rather start. Would you rather? That might be my favorite segment intro we've done. It's got to be. I mean, Travis. That's my favorite one. Okay. All right. So this one, it's the would you rather we've been doing in a few weeks. You guys know what it is by now. It'll be a little different this week because basically it's just Urban answering. So you're going to have to explain yourself a little more and you don't have Reeves to argue with. So oh boy, we only did three. And these are all draft questions since we did the mock draft this week. All right. So let's go with player A and B. These are quarterbacks. Now, the first stat is a touchdown to pass attempts percentage. So how many touch, like with every pass attempt, how many, what's their percentage? Okay. So player A had a 13% touchdown uh throwing percentage his yards per attempt were 11.3 and then his qb rating was 206.9 again college goes up to i think 225 but it's still high and that's still damn good yeah so player b his is at 7.6 9.4 yards per attempt and his qb rating was 158.3 if that's the nfl that's a perfect rating right that's still a good rating in college oh yeah so Uh, take it away i mean obviously 
plan A is better than every statistic, and I don't know either one of the names or anything about them, so I have to go with A. Right. I okay. have to. No, and I get that. Um, B, I didn't take his last year's stats. I took his junior year stats um, just when he had a – healthier offense and some better weapons before they left. Is that Jordan Love? That is Jordan Love. Okay. Player A, you want to guess? Um, Easton? No, that is Tua Tungavailoa. Uh, okay. Set the record this past year with a 206.9 rating. I mean, 13, you got to think, every time he threw the ball, didn't, he didn't have to yeah, be complete. 13, 13, 13%, you know, touchdown. Or, but Throwing to rugs and Judy. My thing is, though, is I still think I like Love over Herbert, but I, people are just going to bash Tua for some reason. Because of the injuries. Back like he won the best player in the fucking draft. Consensus, number one overall. Oh, yeah. Until he got hurt. And then like, Joe Burrow just. And it, Joe Burrow threw 60 touchdowns and broke the record for college year. football. I get it. But 10 years down the line, if Tua is better than Burrow. Yeah. It will not fucking surprise me. No, I bit. One hundred percent. But I'm not saying it would. You but my but. thing here is, I think where I put love here is, I still love love over Herbert. But I just wanted everybody out there to see the gap between the top two quarterbacks. Like people saying, like, oh, yeah. Herbert could leap Tua. He should not leap Tua. I get people love. Maybe I'm just not as high on Herbert as everybody else. I love. I think it's the ceiling for love can be so freaking high. Here's my thing to anybody that hates Tua out there. And then he played in one national championship game his freshman year. His sophomore year, he played the whole year. His junior year, he didn't play. I mean, he played a lot of the year, but he got hurt. He set the record for touchdowns at the University of motherfucking Alabama. Yeah. For a quarterback. That's I mean, and, and, and uh, man, you can't say it like that, man, because Alabama used to always just run and pound the ball. That's like fine, but in schools. two, in not even two full two years, two and a half years, yeah, like not even two full okay. years, he set the record. That's all I'm saying. No, okay, I'm no, not I saying don't go with that. Jesus, I'm just saying, damn, that, that he's the Hawaiian Jesus, right? But that that opens <laughs> my eyes when I hear something like that. All right, I got you. All right, so let's go on to the second second round. We're on defensive line here. Player A had six tackles for loss. Six sacks, two passes defended, and then no forced fumbles, but two fumble recoveries. All right. Player B, 11 and a half tackles for loss, four sacks, four passes defended, and then forced fumbles and fumble recoveries is at two and two. So, I mean, these are pretty similar. Um, Uh, It's harder to pull college stats. I couldn't find any stats on missed tackle percentages or missed. Right. They don't cover it that crazy. I mean, you can find them somewhere, but Mm. it's hard to find. To me, they're both extremely similar, but. I'd go with B Mm -hmm. personally just because it seems. I mean, A has more sacks, but it's obvious B makes more plays. See, my thing is don't just look at the tackles for loss here. The pass is defended for a deep. No, I'm talking about forced fumbles, fumble recovery, everything. Okay. He, he just obviously was more disruptive. He makes more plays. Okay. That's, that's all I'm saying. All right. So, A is Javon Kinlaw. You want to guess who player B is? Derek Brown. Yes, sir. Right. So, I mean, both of them were the, by far the best players on their right. defense. I don't think you go wrong with either one of them. No. Guys. And it's just four passes defended for Derek Brown. I guess I didn't realize. I mean, that is a big – that you got people out there, you're thinking a three-tack middle – Nose tackle slash D tackle is making these these are both of them are making these type of plays and he's the primary guy they're watching on their defensive line like both Auburn, of them. Auburn didn't yeah I'm just saying just for Derek Brown yeah. out there that Auburn doesn't have a top 
pass rusher in this draft besides him. And, I mean, he's a defensive tackle, so that's a big deal. All right, let's get on to my favorite one because this one's going to be real interesting how I broke this down. So, it's quarterbacks again. We're doing the touchdown to a 10 percentage. Player A, 4.2% of his times he dropped back and threw the ball, threw a touchdown. His interception percentage, 0.01. Amazing, right? Quarterback rating, 133.2, which in college standards, that's that's about average – like an average starter. All right, player B, 11% of his pass attempts were thrown for touchdowns. Interception percentage the same. Quarterback rating, 202.0. I mean, I got to go with B. I get that. Do you want to guess who these are? If I had to guess who B was, I'd guess Joe Burrow. Okay, that's right. But guess you want to guess who A is? Uh, Jacob Beeson? No, it's Joe Burrow. Oh, is that his junior? Yeah. Okay. All right? right? I mean, just look at – but the – the interception stayed the same. That's big. He got especially his passes. receivers took a, a step forward. He got a better coach. He didn't turn the ball over. He was still solid then. And luckily, LSU realized they had so much damn talent that with all these players with Jefferson there and everybody and Ch- Jamar Chase and everybody. And that was the biggest problem with LSU for so many years. Yeah. They had all those Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry on the outside. Just, just to name a few. Yeah. And they were too worried about running the damn ball type stuck in the Stone Ages. Like, just get somebody besides yeah, Matt not. Flynn that's competent in there to throw the fucking ball in a college football game and give it to those athletes on the outside and look what look what happens. Yeah. You're the national champions. You've always had a badass fucking defense at LSU. They're never not going to have a good defense. And now they're going to probably – that LSU team is probably going to go down as the greatest offensive season in college football history. It, yeah. it probably passed USC back when they had everybody and their brother with Reggie yeah. Bush and Lindell White and everybody. Yeah. I mean, there was bigger names just because it was back then and right. people worshipped college football a little bit more than they do nowadays, I okay. would say. But – and Reggie Bush was just everywhere. That that, but I I really liked what I seen from LSU this year. Yeah. They're, they're one of the top teams I've ever college football teams I've ever seen. I, can, yeah. I don't have any problems saying. I just hate it because my fiance is an LSU fan now, and she gets to see a freaking her favorite team win the national title. I'm stuck being a Notre Dame fan. Hey, as an Oklahoma fan, all I can say is don't get used to it. Yeah. All right. Well. That was the only thing I wanted to do this week. I just, I really was intrigued by the burrow, the progression, which there was, don't get me wrong, there was tremendous progression from junior to senior or junior to senior year. But there were still pieces there that showed how good he could be. But I think it just gives us, we now can say that burrow and Tua, one and two, separate. And again, Kim Law and Brown, I just wanted to throw in there. I could have gone in a couple other places. Just college stats are a little harder to find, like the, the in depth ones. That yeah, I and if you stuff. were through. If you were threw out Murray and Queen in front of me, it would have been so easy to figure out. Probably, I would have had to have done combine stuff, and I just yeah. didn't want to get into. You have to get into advanced stats, and yeah. I don't well, know. Thanks for playing with yourself. Yeah, <laughs> I'm used to it. Uh, of course, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to our last segment of the week. It's the six pack, baby. Crack it open. This is the six pack of the week. With that first question. Who was the last NFL MVP to be drafted number one overall? Ooh. Man. Cam Newton. On the money. 
Who is the youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl? The youngest quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Starter. Let me get that out of the way, too. Tom Brady. Nope. Uh, ben Roethlisberger. Yep. Sorry. Yep. And, right. uh, thanks Thanks for not re- – I just I had to go through it. But, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Second is this year Mahomes. Okay. All right. But, well, man, I wouldn't even – but, yeah, it was Roethlisberger when they won back in 06. Yeah, he was 23. What quarterback has the most – Pick six is thrown for a career. Vinny Testaverde. It's Brett Favre. Oh, man. Hey, Vinny Testaverde's not a bad guess. He said it. He okay, said it. So that's not it. a bad guess. Yeah, you're not far off. <laughs> All right. What quarterback has thrown the most interceptions in one season? Jameis Winston. No. It's, you got to go back. Back? Like how far back we talking? 60s. 60s, 70s, yeah. Let's go with uh, Joe Namath. It's George Blanda. Okay. He's, and he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I know, that's why I went with Namath, he too. He threw 42 in oh. the season in 1962. They no one even talked about this year, I feel like. And that's right. a, they were only playing 14 games back then, too, or maybe 13. Right. Yeah. Good Lord. Like, how was a coach? You go like, oh, man, it's cool. You only threw like eight picks this game. We'll get him next week. Right. <laughs> All right, number five. What is the most Hall of Famers ever picked in one draft? It was by the Steelers, correct? In the no, se- no, 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 no. Throughout the whole draft, by everybody that picked in that seat in that draft. Oh, okay. I'll draft class. Fa- yeah, I'm sorry. I think the single team in one year was the Steelers yeah, in the seventies. No, no, no. I get it. Man, total players in one draft. No, I class. get that. I'm trying to think. Ninety six's draft class is. Stacked, and they're still. I'm gonna go with 96 is the only thing, and I know that's wrong. But I just meant how, number of players, not the year. Oh crap! Yeah, I just man. All right, I didn't, I didn't listen to you at all. <laughs> that's not new. <laughs> man, you need to give me. I need to be able to get this within like one or two to feel good about this. So I'm gonna go with eight. It's eleven. Damn, it's 1964, but it's eleven. Okay, all right. And this is my way back machine that you're going to hate me for. What was the first year the NFL players were required to wear helmets? Don't give me that look. Mm. We're here to learn, folks. We're here. 1923. 1943. It's even later than you would think. They let those motherfuckers run around for 40 years without helmets. And even during World War II, <laughs> no one gave a shit. <laughs> right. Man, I could have sworn it was the 20s. All right, man. Man. Well, I got, what, three out of six? Yeah, you didn't be bad. Uh, I mean, I know you got two out of six. Okay. But, I mean, a couple of them are pretty hard, so. Yeah, of course they are. That's the whole point, man. Hey, but really, guys, hope hope you're staying safe out there. Check on your family if you can, even if you just got to call them and see what's up. Just practice that social I don't think I've ever thing. heard you be sentimental. No, man. I don't want to see anybody fucking die from No, no, I get bullshit. that. But just you being, like, nice is, is I'm not used to it. Yeah, right. there's, there's no there's no game here. I, <laughs> I'm really I'm concerned about people out there. Mostly our older community, not really people our age. We're younger, but... I mean, I'm still concerned for everybody, but yeah, this, the, the senior citizen community, I'm definitely worried about. So, like you said, stay safe. Join us next week. We're going to go over, I think, our biggest winners and losers from free agency. Looking I think I think we're going to throw in players, not just teams on there, too. Like, best yeah. fits. Okay. Yeah, that'll work. We can do both. Okay. We'll do that. Um, questions of the week will revolve around 
your free agency, like what you're concerned about with what your team did. We'll how get that posted actually, so you can actually send us some. Yeah. So make sure it. you're following us on Twitter. You're liking us on Facebook. You're interacting with us like you guys have been. It's been amazing. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, almost any platform you can think of for your podcast. Make sure you go in there if you're allowed to give us a review. But other than that, I hope you guys all have a great week. You know, stay safe, like you said. Just enjoy being self-quarantined if you're here in Indiana or almost anywhere. So, right on. Show a friend our podcast. Later, everybody.